Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Lafayette Comedy, bringing national comedy shows to Acadiana. From downtown Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Christian Maida, publisher and editor of The Current. It's business, Acadiana style. Welcome to Out to Lunch. I'm Christian Mader. Brands can become institutions, legacies that outlast their founders and become fixtures in our lives. In Acadiana, if your brand is food, it can become sacred. And that means you don't mess with it. Now, imagine you inherit the institution or you buy it. Well, on the one hand, you've got everything you need to succeed. As the saying goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or if it tastes good, don't fuss around with a recipe. But businesses are living things in their own way. And there's a balance to strike between what old customers expect and what new customers want. Growth comes with change and requires innovation. So how do you do that with an institution? My guests today are both at the helms of Acadiana Food Institutions. And when it comes to staples, there's no brand more traditional than Savoie's Foods. Open a pantry and you'll find the same room Miss Eula Savoie first cooked in batches and sold in the family grocery store in Opelousas decades ago. Today, Savoie's is a multi-million dollar food manufacturer and sells Cajun specialties like boudin, tasso, andouille sausage across the south. Miss Eula passed away in 2010 and the company is now in the hands of my guest, Freddie LaFleur, who is the CEO. Like most of the employees at Savoie's, he's been with the company for a long time. 37 years ago, he started counting beans at Savoie's as a company accountant. Now he's in charge of the family-run sausage empire. Freddie LaFleur, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you, Christian. Very nice to be here. Uh, My next guest had two dreams as a kid, becoming a doctor and owning a restaurant. Today, Robert Otan is a surgeon practicing here in Lafayette. and, And in 2017, he bought a restaurant, a Freetown institution, the Acadian Superette. Since then, Robert's put his stamp on the restaurant, adding his own specialties to the menu, smoked meats, lamb, cochon de lait, on top of the Superette's line of plate lunches. Miss Lynn, who sold the Superette to Robert and ran it since the 1990s, is still on hand to help him. And Robert has turned Miss Lynn's Superette into a hangout. He added a patio, a bar, and now hosts live music and private events. Somehow, he still finds time to scrub in for surgery. Robert Otan, welcome to Out to Lunch. Uh, Thank you very much. So, Freddie, I wanted to start with you. Um, the hallmark of a brand like yours is consistency. I mean, you know, decades of putting out a product that people become familiar with. Um, but, you know, customer tastes do change. And so it raises a question in my mind. I mean, what do you do to meet the demand for new flavors when your entire product identity is built around the idea that you, you do the same old thing? Well, the primary way that you do that is to listen to your customers. Because customers, as you said in in the introduction, are very particular about their foods in many cases. And so they'll let you know when when they think that you need to make some adjustments. And so you listen to your customers and you also listen to your employees and, and the people who have been there for a long time. Because... They've got the experience and they've got the, the drive to come up with new products. And because they already know what they're doing, they know how to make tweaks to it in order to enhance the flavor mm-hmm. or change the texture. So that, I think that's two ways that you, you listen to your customers, you listen to your employees who have been there for a long time. Have you guys made any big adjustments you know over the years that you know like maybe didn't go so quite so well we didn't you know we really shouldn't have put all that you know uh paprika in the 
No, we really, we really haven't had a, a lot of failures. One thing that we did that didn't go well was a chili that we made many years ago, and it, it was just a flop. It didn't work out really well, so we kind of took that off the schedule and stuck to what we do best, which is the smoked sausage, on Dewey dressing mix, right. roux, tasso. Those sorts of things. So that's what we do now. So I guess a, a chili might not meet expectations for folks, but you know, plate lunch places are all about expectations. Robert, um, you know, folks kind of get used to a rhythm. You know, Monday we got red beans, Wednesdays we got meatball stew, Friday we got catfish cuvillon. So like when a newcomer, the new owner comes in, you know, I think there's always an urge to, to mix things up to say like, all right, we're gonna do things a little bit different now. I mean, it, when you did that, assuming you did, I mean, did that make the regulars grumpy what happened no some 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 would get grumpy and uh you know miss lynn who i we have a great relationship and she you know she'll uh she slaps my hand when you know it's like her little gesture to me like you know don't do that or don't do this but basically uh yes people she will she always will tell me if there are complaints and but i have to suss out i'm like miss lynn i put a lot of work into this new recipe change yep. how many people complained and like if two is the number then i'm like but what about what, what about the other you know 40 you know that day you know yep. like what did they say and uh she's like well I, you know i don't know so i'm like okay well we have to you know i'm trying to think like i you, sometimes you just got to trust your instincts and really think like you got to believe that your improvement that you know that you made was was an improvement yeah so Has but, been- but you know has there been a change that you've made where Miss Land slapped her hand and it was the right call? Well, I say, you know, in the beginning, like when we started to switch from our own, uh, she was very honest with me when I started to like, make my own sausages and, and product. You know, we used to not make everything in-house, but now we do. So the, during those periods, she would slap me whenever, uh, whenever I would come in too rushed, you know, between things. And maybe if I... You know, I'd make it really, well, she would say I made it very well at one time and then another time maybe not so much. So yep. I think that we had to, uh, you know, work on our consistency. And uh, and she, what I, I mean, what I appreciate most from her is her honesty. So I can't, uh, you know, so she kind of helps me to uh, become more consistent and also to, to do the things that a regular business owner needs to do, which is to hire people to help with the, you know, with the business of running a restaurant and making our own smoked meats. So. Yeah. So, so Freddie, I mean, I'm curious just to kind of hear the process that you guys actually have for developing new ideas. I mean, I know like big chain restaurants, right? They'll have test kitchens and they, you know, bring in market testers to say, all right, well, Taco Bell is going to try this new taco. I mean, so when you guys came up with that chili or maybe something that might've worked for y'all, how, how does that process actually work? Well, Miss Savoie, actually developed the recipes using the techniques that her mom taught her back when they do um, cochon delays way back then and, and boucheries. Yep. And so the test kitchen that she used was actually the kitchen in her home. Wow. And she moved out of that kitchen probably in 1983. She moved out and built a house away. So we still have the test kitchen that she used back when she developed the products at the business wow. since she moved out. So we still use that test kitchen. And it's got a, a different oven in it yep. because it needed to be a little bit more advanced, but everything else in the kitchen is the same. Yeah. So the, where she developed the roux was in that kitchen and in that oven, where she developed her, her you know, hoghead cheese that we used to make. We don't make that anymore, but she developed that there. The smoked sausage and the boudin, the andouille was all done in that kitchen, and we still use it. So that's pretty interesting. Is there somebody on staff? Like, so, what, like, you know, anytime you guys have had to come up with a new seasoning, I mean, is there, do you guess that's like a test chef who develops these ideas? I mean, or you mentioned listening to your employees. Is there somebody coming off a line and saying, like, you know, guys, 
You know, I've been hearing, you know, from around the family that the sausage is a little extra spicy. Can we dial that back? I mean, what happens? Well, actually, uh, Miss Sabwa's daughter, Donna, is the owner now. She's the majority shareholder, and she's yeah. a very good cook. Yeah. So whenever we have issues, uh, she's one of them that we turn to so that she can try it. And because she's been around for so long and because she worked with her mom mm-hmm. in, in learning how to cook, she knows how it should taste and the texture that it should be so mm-hmm. we use her as our as our go-to person when we have to make changes or when we have to make adjustments yeah i mean robert it strikes me that maybe you're cooking from a place of instinct i mean where do your recipes come from and you're coming in making something like you make what lamb pers- i feel like i've had some interesting meats at your shop before i mean where where do these ideas come from for you well i guess you know i I think about food all day, so you know. I mean, that's, you know, quite frankly, I mean, I think that you know, you, you I consume, I, I read about food, I watch all the documentaries about food and everything. Yeah. So ideas are always swimming around my head. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, the best part about having a restaurant is that you can, you know, once you and have a relationship with some of the, you know, the the you know, super ed and other places where I can get lamb and get pigs and do these things. Um, I have, I mean, I have a, a great. Uh, staging area, I guess, to, to, to try my new recipes. And at home, too. Yeah. I do the same thing at home. So, you know, I get the ideas. I pull them from all over. And, uh, but, you know, I, I can be pretty, you know, wide-ranging. But there's, I try many things, but they don't all make it to, you know, I guess they're not all served in the restaurant just, you know, based on the, you know, if it's a little too exotic or if it maybe right. doesn't fit with our theme. But I guess we put some, I mean, if you've had the lamb, like I think if we did some like lamb, like shawarma sliders or things like that, you know. So if you've had those types of things, that's definitely not in the, you know, typical Cajun yeah. fare. But uh, but I'm still, you know, proud to, to, to serve them. And I think that people uh, like them. So has this kind of, I take it sort of for granted that, you know, when you're working in traditional flavors that the taste of the people maybe hasn't changed that much meaning you know yeah maybe new people come in maybe you're reaching a new market let's say that's kind of not familiar with the idea of cajun or creole cooking but like have is it really true though that cajun cajun's like tastes haven't changed at all i mean have you noticed that that even the people that kind of may maybe traditionally would have been the major savoise eaters the folks that come to the plate lunch places like that what they're interested in is has changed has that changed at all i, I think people's i i i i would recognize that you know the the average you know cajun eater i guess just say lafayette eater i mean we're you know within the last 20 years you know i mean i'm 38 so you know i'm not that old but you know we we've been introduced to to new cuisines and we've taken to them quite readily i mean you know the just like sushi and other types of you know the welcome thing you know Mm -hmm. thai food all these types of uh cuisines that have come our way i think they've been well received but um i think that you know, so I don't think there's any limit to the how adventurous people are with their palates in Lafayette, mm-hmm. or and they don't demand a Cajun taste. You know, for each type of cuisine that they may have, but I do think that there is an expectation, perhaps, if you're in a restaurant such as the Superette, that you're gonna, you know, that that, that they'll feel like they're eating in a uh, that we're sticking to a theme uh, of some sorts. But quite frankly, you know, with our plate lunches, we we haven't really. You know, there's so many things I like to cook, and I, you know, I guess if I, 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 I can make something that I believe tastes very, very good, uh, but it's sometimes it's deciding what's the right venue or the right time to serve something like that, like a special event or something, you know, or something like that. But the things that are going to make it on the canon of my regular, mm-hmm. you know, menu, like day to day, I think that's generally going to follow a certain theme. And for me, that's like smoked meats or crafted meats is the is the, what I'm trying to kind of lasso it down to and kind of boil it down to for us and also i just want to say if i don't get the chance it's an honor to be here with you mr lafleur uh, <laughs> a big fan always have been for a long time 
and uh, you know, and it's nice to hear that y'all are still, you know, experimenting, and you know, it's like Cajun people are actually touching the food and cooking the food and just going forward, uh, you know, carrying on that tradition. So anyway, it truly is an honor. So. Well, thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. But for us, the recipes haven't changed very much. You know, the things that we've been doing for a long time, the company's been around for over 60 years. And the recipes that Miss Savoy developed, she took years to really tweak and get it right. So we have done very little changes in the in the existing the existing products that we make, and the roux and the dressing mix and the sausage and all doing the tasso. Mm -hmm. Those are real similar. Now we do experiment, and we we don't have anything on the on the cusp of of introducing right now. But we do experiment with different products at different times. Maybe using a different meat. You know, maybe using a turkey or a chicken. Yeah. Where right now we use pork, like pork tasso. We came out with a turkey tasso. Yeah. And that's been very successful. So we don't change a lot, but you do have to consider that the your customer base is changing a little as people people my age and I wish I was thirty eight, I'm sixty two. <laughs> but people my age have a different maybe a set of of, um, of taste and younger people that go to your restaurant, Robert, may be changing or they may be different from our customers so we have to be cognizant of that and try and develop that and, and keep new products in the pipeline so that we will stay current with the new customers who are coming in and buying our products. So, so earlier you mentioned that so you discontinued the hogshead cheese. I mean, why, why did you do that? The primary reason that we discontinued the hoghead cheese because it's a different it, it's produced under a different regulation. We're hmm. under USDA regulations, and there's two different categories. There's a ready-to-eat, and there's a heat-treated, not fully cooked. Hmm. So the, the hoghead cheese came under the category of, of fully cooked, mm -hmm. and that didn't work well with the other products that we make. Ah, okay. And there, there's, a, there's a regulation that says if you ever have to do a recall of a product, that it's not only the product like the hoghead cheese, which is what we're talking about, which is more likely to be recalled because it's a fully cooked product and mm. people can actually eat it out of the package. Yeah. Everything else that we make needs to be heated. That's the difference. And that's why we discontinued the hoghead cheese many years ago. It kind of made me wonder just because like, you know, that's one of those Cajun products that I think maybe is not as like universally loved even among people from this area. And so kind of wondered like, was it that people are less interested in hog and cheese now or maybe not it sounds like it was more of a production issue than anything yeah, else I it mean, definitely was there's there's a market out there for hoghead cheese and yeah. some people make it and they do very well and we i was it well. yeah. yeah yeah but it's it from a from a production standpoint and being usda inspected it's it's a difficult a more difficult process you're listening to out to lunch i'm christian mater i'm talking to freddie lafleur of savoy's foods and robert otan of the acadian super Red. Robert, I mean, have you had a chance really to, from your perch at the Superette, to be able to cater to folks that come into town? I mean, like when you make a product like hoghead cheese, do, you know, and you get somebody in from, I don't know, Maine, Lafayette gets all kinds of visitors because of festivals yeah. and things like that. And like, how do people react to it? For hoghead cheese, it's usually someone who's, a, my, the most interesting re reactions for the hoghead cheese, like when we have it, it's not all the time. It's from people who are local and they're just impressed or they're, they're 
happy that someone is like making hog cheese in a small, you know, super ed type of setting because, you know, and that's, another, you know, and to jump off the subject of hog cheese, but like things like Chaudin, right. you know, like stuff, you know, or, or Ponce is, you know, depending yeah. on, you know, I call it Chaudin. To me, it sounds a little bit more, you know, poetic <laughs> or something, but, you know, but, uh, but, you know, apparently it's interchangeable. I've tried to research it or whatever, but apparently you can call it either one, but, you know, things like that. It's like, I want to get the people who are like, man, you know, they recognize that. Yeah. They're like, man, they're still doing that. You know, like something that's authentic like that. And, uh, you know, and to serve it, um, you know, so people, I think that people sometimes are just happy to be able to walk into a place like a small place and be like, man, they're still making these old fashioned things, you know, that, that, that you don't see it at every uh, grocery store nowadays, you know. Yeah. So, you know, if we can offer Ponce or Chaudin or Hoghead Cheese. Then, um, you know, I think it's just it gives people the sense or maybe even the pride of feeling that these things are still alive and they're not going anywhere, you know. And that's we definitely want to continue to serve those things. And, I, you know, I'm trying, you know, doing my best to keep these things going because we talked about having staff and help and everything. You know, a lot of these things are the things that I've done myself. But, you know, we have hired, some, you know, some great, you know, Don Green is our new uh, chef and, uh, you know, a young guy who is, is uh, I'm very happy to have, we have a fellow by the name of uh, Gavin. He, his ambition in life is to own a meat market. I'm like, well, how great. He's 22 years old. He wants to own a meat market. And I'm so happy that I can teach a person like that who wants to learn the ways of smoked meats, making sausage, boudin. He's taking, I mean, of course, you can't build in that interest. So he's very interested in doing that. So he's like extremely helpful. So we'll be able to kind of offer these things on a more consistent basis. But, and I'm proud to be able to do that because we want to keep those more obscure things going. We want to keep it alive. We want to give people a place where they can go into and buy these types of products, you know. Robert, where did you learn to do these things? Was was it a family tradition? Yeah, I would say down? not all of them were, you know, the, the people ask about like boucheries and cochon de lait lights. Okay, so my family, they like, my grandfather would talk about the cochon or the boucherie, you know, and that's something that they did. But really, my grandfather was, my dad was a very colorful, dry, you know, not dry, colorful, all that. My grandfather was more of a... Uh, practical guy you know he didn't drink he didn't joke around too much he was just you know so his abouchery like he didn't talk about it like it was a party he talked about it, it was to preserve meat just like the textbooks would show you like it was to you know this is what the families did so he would talk about that both my parents were very uh were excellent cooks but and we learned we like we started with grilling meats and things like that and they could make all the cajun dishes and stuff like that but you know getting into like the whole hog um you know cooking whole hogs and like butchering that type of stuff i just had to pick it up and learn on my own it's it's you know i would tell anyone listening like it's not that hard if you can get a pig uh which you can at the unit super red or at the you know at kirk martin's or something like that get it and get a knife and you know you can do it, and uh, and, and uh, you know, like I said, you try can, this at home. You know, I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, or I'll try, show you how to do it. Try this at home. Come to the super and get in touch with me, and I'll show people, you know, how, how to do that. And, yep. You know, and we'll can talk a little bit more about that in the future. But just stay tuned, and we'll, you know, like I'll probably will have some butchering classes and things like that, and some dinners where we'll cut some, you know, cut yeah. some meat and stuff like that. You know, and it's it's fun. And uh, I'd be interested yeah. in going to one of those. Well, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. excellent. So. How do you guys, how, how does Savoise source this stuff now? I mean, I, I would think that, you know, like the, the, the origins being it was a grocery store and, you know, they, so it kind of gives images of like, you know, North Acadiana, buying it from the pig farmer down the road. I mean, so, so how does this work now? I mean, you're going from, you know, livestock to, you know, smoked sausage that's yeah. sold everywhere. Most of the pork that we buy comes from the, the, the middle, middle America, yeah. you know, Iowa, and, but we go through... Uh, Prejean's in Karen Crow is our primary. He sources most of the meat for us, and yeah. we buy it from Prejean's in Karen Crow. And uh, it's just been a, a development. You know, as time goes on, you, you don't really 
realize the increase until you look at it, you know, 10 years ago to 10 years from now, it's a, it's a substantial increase. Yep. But because it's been gradual, you didn't really notice it. So you just kind of stay with the supply chain that you've had for all these years. And we've really come to appreciate that coming through COVID because you hear about all these supply chain issues. You know, there's no cars on parking lots right now because of the sensors aren't available and yep. that sort of thing. But because we've stuck with the people who we've done business with for years and years and years, we really haven't had that much of a problem hmm. getting sourcing the, the raw materials and the ingredients and the packaging that we use. That's remarkable. I mean, just to be able to, like, you don't hear too often, you know, you interview a lot of people of, of the businesses that have, like, got such a long and dug-in track record on every part of the business portfolio. Like, we're not just talking about, like, look, yeah, we make our recipes, but we change this and that. But like, you guys have really developed deep relationships with everybody that's vertically integrated with your company and that's remarkable i mean yeah well we still believe that relationships are a very important part of business and miss savoy taught us that she always said people are important yeah. so we treat our employees we treat our vendors we treat the people that we deal with our customers with respect and we listen to them and mm. because of that 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 contributes to the success of the company wow i mean robert i gotta ask i mean what what you're kind of in a similar position i mean miss lynn is kind of like you're Miss Eula in a way. I mean, and, but she's still there and she's slapping your hand away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what, what, you know, as a young restaurateur, I mean, what has she really imparted on you that, 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 that you're sticking with at this stage? Well, I mean, she, I guess it's like what she represents and what she like keeps, you know, the people, they go there often, you know, for Miss Lynn. I mean, like she's like so ingrained in, into, I mean, she is in so many ways. I mean, she ran it for, for 30 years and it was truly a neighborhood spot. I mean, a superette, you know, what is a superette? You know, it, to me, it sounds like a little... I mean, it started out as more what like is a, a grocery. Rat? Yeah, it, it, yeah, you know, it, it was like a little grocery store where, like, she would serve food. But, you know, as time goes on, you know, of course, you don't... Like, you don't have to shop at the local grocery anymore. But you had she had the plate lunches and the food. The people... I mean, she's just become friends with them. I mean, she's ingrained in that, the Freetown neighborhood, which I'm very proud to be a part of now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's... You know, she, like, will talk to me sometimes and be like, oh, I want to talk to you about something. Maybe I can, uh, you know, like work like these days. I'm like, Miss Lynn, you know, you can do whatever you want here, right? You know, like it's not, I'm not like, you're not going anywhere. I won't let you go anywhere. So, uh, you know, so uh, I don't know. I guess, um, yeah, she's she's very important uh, to, to us at the Super. And not only Miss Lynn, but, you know, uh, uh, Miss Teresa and Miss Pam. I mean, they've all, like these little, I mean, they've been there like since the beginning and like, you know, other people like our newer people have like come and gone, but they're still, they're still there, you yeah. know? So, yeah. and we're proud of that. And, uh, you know, we, we get, a, get along and we've brought in some new people. I mean, you know, we're, uh, we're having fun, but you know, Miss Lynn, I, I think they are having fun as well. Uh, you know, Miss Lynn, Teresa, Pam, all, you know, our people that have been with us for a long time. It's just like, uh, anyway, so I plan to keep them around for as long as possible. Yeah. So, Freddie, I mean, you guys obviously very, very far at this point from from being an operation in Miss Eula's kitchen. I mean, you got you're selling this stuff in Texas and you're selling it in Mississippi. I mean, how, how did you how did it get there? I mean, like you get a sense, of course, that Cajun products have marketability outside of Louisiana. But I mean, you guys are selling like the staples. It's not just like the Zatarans box with like, you know, you get your frozen chicken alfredo or whatever in it right like these people would have to come in and say like i don't know what andouille sausage is or i don't really know or use roux in my everyday life so how did you get these products outside of louisiana in a way that 
Well, a lot of it has to do with our, our distribution and our salespeople. Um, they are they get paid on commission, so they have an incentive to go out and get new customers. <laughs> okay, well, that's good, yeah. So, and then when you get into stores like uh, Albertsons and Super One and Winn Dixie and Walmart, yeah. they have stores in different areas. So if you do well in the stores that you're in, they give you the opportunity to move out into these other territories and let you try there so because of that and because it's been a gradual change we haven't really done any major you know we're going to go into texas and spend a lot of money doing that we've kind of taken our time about it so that it's kind of been a natural progression as more and more stores take on the product and more and more customers learn about it Mm -hmm. then it's kind of a gradual process so that you can expand because uh, our goal is not really to be a national company right now. We just want to be supplying the good Cajun foods that we've made and Miss Eula developed over the years to our customers. They seem to be happy with it. We want to take care of our customers, and that, that's the goal. It's not really to become a real big monster company. It's just to s- supply great products to great customers and continue doing that as long as we possibly can. So, so Robert, I mean, what's your goal? Do you want to serve plate lunches on the moon? I mean, how far do you <laughs> want to go with the Super Rad? No, I mean, I'm always like, you know, again, I, I, I daydream about food and I daydream about other things as well. So um, as far as like expansion or anything, like I'm open, you know, to, to anything and just, you know, but of course um, we talk about, I mean, I'm involved in like, you know, Mouton Nickerson House and like other, you know, things like, so, I mean, like I do have, I guess you could say like an event space or, you know, I'm kind of involved in the hospitality industry, uh, you know, in, in a small way. So that it, it like allows for opportunities for like catering and things like that. Um, but, you know, I definitely the, um, you know, if, if, if you think too much about that, it kind of can prevent from, you know, taking care of what's in front of you mm. right now. And for me, that's the uh, the super head. And what I'm trying to do is just like continue to. I think that the focus, if you know, because I can be a little too expansive sometimes, and I sometimes it, you know, by to try to you know rein it in. I think it's important to kind of distill it down to what's important to allow something to do well. Mm-hmm. And what I've been uh, trying to focus on is to really make our thing, our 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 our, um, our central focus about you know being smoked craft meats you know and things of you know basically about the meats you know like yeah. that's gonna be our focus and then also in terms of like uh being at the super at a place that i would like to hang out at you know if i you know like look with the patio and everything like that it's about making it a place that i would like enjoy going to you know and i think if uh so so that's like our that's like our immediate uh, focus right now and to improve like the customer experience right now like i said you know don green i should talk a little bit more about him he's you know he's a very experienced chef he works in some great places in new orleans yeah uh he's helping me out uh a lot you know and in fact uh he's gonna actually i think allow us to to kind of go to i'm not gonna say the next level whatever that means but you know just to really i mean quite frankly the super you've been at the super it's like we offer lamb sliders one day and the next day they're gone you know so it's like we have to you know the consistency and everything you based on my you know with my other profession and I'm at the Super Rat all the time, but that doesn't mean that I can be there, like, yeah. doing it all the time, you know, by myself. We just want to, you know, uh, improve our consistency. I think we're on a good start, and uh, we have good instincts, and we have good products, but we just want to make sure that you can get them. The things that you love at the Super Rat, we want to be able to offer them to you all the time without interruptions. Um, so I guess, I guess that's our next thing. So, that's yeah. great to hear, of course. And, I mean, look. I will get behind any business that is preserving the good tradition of supplying people with 
tasty, tasty meats. Um, <laughs> Robert and Freddie, it was great having you on the show. Thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch at Katiana. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much. My guests on Out to Lunch Acadiana today have been Freddie LaFleur, CEO of Savoy's Foods, and Robert Otan, owner of the Acadian Superette. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on KRBS, and you can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Robert and Freddie and what they do by listening to the Out to Lunch Acadiana podcast, which you can find anywhere you get podcasts and on our website. It's acadiana.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsacadiana.com and on our social media. The photos were taken by Lucius Fotno. You can find more of his work at lafphoto.com. Today's show was recorded live over lunch at Tula Tacos on Jefferson Street in Lafayette. Out to Lunch Acadiana is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM, the producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by Kieran McIntosh. Our associate producers are Molly Richard and Jan Risher. Our researcher is Ty Banowitz. I'm Christian Mader. I'm editor of The Current, Lafayette's nonprofit source for local news. And to find out more of what matters in Lafayette, head over to thecurrentla.com and sign up for our newsletter. I'll see you here again next time around the lunch table for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch Acadiana. Bye-bye. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Lafayette Comedy, bringing national comedy shows to Acadiana. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. 